0: Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Salya, And you're listening to It's Not What It Looks Like. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the It's Not What It Looks Like podcast. I'm your host, Christopher. And today I'm sitting here alone in the studio. Um, I do not have my co-host with me. Um, which I'm kind of annoyed um, because I love Celia so much. Um, So she's out today. And so we're just going to be sitting here chatting. Um, So today we're going to be talking about facing our emotions. And, you know, you probably already know that it's back to school season for all students, middle school or, you know, preschool back all the way to high uh, college. Um, And it's also time for a lot of adults to be going back to in-person work. Um, And so we're, like facing a really hard and kind of dramatic shift in our environments. And, you know, it's also kind of uh, an environmental shock for a lot of folks too, because the environment, you know, our work or school environment that we're going back to is not what it used to be like. You know, we're really experiencing this just, you know, hyper- anxious kind of state because we are worried about making sure that we are not getting or passing along the coronavirus. We're making sure that, you know, we're trying to do our best, but and we're like learning how to interact with people again. It, it, Overall, it is very anxious and kind of awkward for a lot of folks. And so I truly feel you there. Um, and so we're really facing a lot of difficult and challenging emotions as we're trying to adjust. And so we're going to be kind of breaking that down and also talking about some ways that I have found are super helpful um, for facing and with your emotions with kindness. Um, so we'll get into that in this episode. So let's first start off with kind of just with, you know, what probably one of my favorite um visuals for understanding our emotions is the swing, uh, the sing, uh, the swing idea. So our emotions are kind of like a, a swing, um, you know, they'll swing towards us. And, you know, we're, it, you know, for us, oh, it's not the right time. So we'll push them back because, you know, we can't deal with that right now. Maybe we have something that's on our plate that, uh, you know, takes a more urgent matter. So we push it away, but it's going to swing back with a little bit more energy. And then again, we have to push it away again. It comes back with more energy. And that process just continues and continues until eventually the swing comes back with so much energy that it actually is debilitating to us. And so we could have stopped that entire process if we just sat and watched our uh, emotions and also approached them with curiosity and kindness. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But I think this is a great analogy for our emotions because it is like a swing. Now, here's the thing. We can't really push our emotions away because our emotions are a part of the human experience. We're going to experience emotions all day, every day. Um, and so, you know, when we're having those really intense negative emotions like sadness, anger, frustration, um, despair, depression, we really want to push those away because, well, we we want to be happy. And there's no blame, no shame there at all because, well, I mean, we're just going to do it. Um, But here's the thing, we cannot push them away, because they will come back and they'll hit us even harder. Now, I also think, like, this is another great analogy. I heard this from one of my friends the other day. um, And they were describing, you know, we were talking about, like, how do you even, you know, like, define what an emotion is? Um, And so we were talking about that. uh, And they said our emotions are essentially like the weather. Some days it's completely cloudy and rainy, stormy. Other days it's super bright. Um, Sometimes there's like lightning in the background, but it's mostly sunny and it's always kind of mixed and just it's always changing. right? It's in a constant change. But he told me that it's important to remember that the blue sky is always above that. And so I think that's a really great analogy. Um, you know, oftentimes we are like we're just facing these really strong emotions, and we kind of forget that it will pass. And I think kind of reminding yourself of these motion, these emotions, they're okay. Um, you know, we don't have to force them away, um, and just recognizing that they will pass, it kind of gives you a little bit of power because the emotions. Um, oftentimes, we kind of feel like they're um, they're a part of us. They feel like we own them. Um, so as in like we are anxiety, we are anger, we are sadness. But really, the emotions are just there. You know, we are not an emotion. And so it's important to recognize that separation, but also remember that they will pass and you will see that blue sky again. So let's get into this. So let's kind of talk about how we actually face our emotions with curiosity and kindness. So let's start with that curiosity part. When we're trying to address our emotions, you know, oftentimes people tell us, oh, you know, don't push them away. But that's all the advice that they give. So I think you're probably well aware that you can't really push them away um, because they will lash back. But let's get into how we can approach them with curiosity. Um, So let's actually do a quick exercise together. So I want you to take a moment and close your eyes or look down at the floor. All you're going to be doing is just watching your thoughts, your emotions, kind of like a TV. You're not engaging them. You're not pulling them in. You're not pushing them away. You're just simply watching them, kind of like a TV with curiosity. There's no need to push them away. There's no need to be frightened by them. They're just emotions there. Anytime a thought comes up and catches your attention, just observe it. There's no need to engage with that emotion. It's just simply there. Now I want you to take a moment to feel, essentially bring your attention to your body. Starting at the top of your head, Slowly scanning down, kind of like a copier, slowly scanning down your forehead, eyes, ears, your chin, your neck, getting a feel of how your body feels. Are there places of tension and pain, or are some of the places ease and they feel good? Working all the way past the chest and the stomach down to the hips and the thighs, Just taking this time to observe your body. And all the way down to your feet, into your ankle and your toes. Just bringing your attention to your body. And when you're ready, you can go ahead and slowly open your eyes. So that was a very brief, um, uh, essentially, we were, we, were really, we were actually doing two um, different practices in meditation. Um, when we were scanning through our body, it's called a body scan. Um, it's a super grounding activity to kind of bring yourself into the physical sensations that we're feeling. And when we were observing our thoughts and emotions, kind of like a TV, we were just bringing curiosity and gentle awareness to our mind. And this is a great way to just observe and recognize that those thoughts, those emotions and feelings are there, but we're not engaging them or we're pushing them away. And so that's a really nice activity to uh, begin to practice. We'll do a couple more activities like that uh, later on in the episode, but that's a great way to start off. So... Now you kind of have like a, like an actual picture of how we can approach with curiosity. Um, but I want to kind of dive into this just a little bit deeper so we kind of have a better understanding. So oftentimes, you know, with our mind, you know, we try and explain, you know, we try and kind of get an understanding of why are we feeling this? Like, why why is this happening to me? But really, it's you know, when we do that, we're drawing those emotions in. We're adding energy to those emotions. It can, uh, can, you know, in some instances, it can actually intensify those feelings. And so I think it's important to recognize those emotions, being, you know, observant and aware, just like in that uh, watching our thoughts and emotions like the TV activity. I think it's important to do that, but we're not trying to understand why. They just simply are. And I know that, you know, that statement, it can be a little frustrating, you know, we want to know why we're feeling sad or why we're feeling angry. But we also need to recognize that these emotions are just a natural part of being alive. Um, And every animal and living, you know, every animal experiences them. And so I really think it's important to kind of become curious about our emotions. So let's take a moment to do that. So Again, I want you to close your eyes for a moment. And just sitting here, any thoughts or feelings that pop into your head, we're just observing them like a TV. There's no need to engage with them or pull them away. Taking a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth. Again, in through your nose and out through your mouth. I just want you to take a moment to kind of come come up with, you know, a one word or a couple words of what you're feeling right now. You could be feeling tense. You could be feeling aggravated. Maybe you're feeling just calm and at peace. What are you feeling right now? There's no need to get into why am I feeling like this? what's causing this, just simply identifying that and just being with that emotion right there. And now I just want you to take a moment and to kind of get curious about what that emotion feels in your body. So let's bring our attention back to our body. What places in your body feel tense? maybe it's your back or your hips maybe it's the neck or the maybe you have a tension headache maybe it's in the feet maybe you're feeling jittery and you're tapping your foot where are we feeling that emotion in our body how does that feel just bringing our attention to that area of the body And again, if there's any thoughts or emotions that come up while you're doing this activity, just simply observing them, just like you're watching cars on a road. There's no need to engage with them. We're just watching them pass by. And there's also no need to push them away. Just bring your attention back to your body. And taking a moment now to bring your attention back into the environment or some things that you hear. Maybe there's a fan running. Maybe you hear somebody moving around. Maybe you hear the TV or any sounds around you. Just bringing your attention back into the space around you. And when you're ready, you can go ahead and open your eyes again. So we, you know, we just practice, you know, engaging our emotions. You know, we actually, you know, that's kind of a bad bad way to put that. You know, we weren't really engaging. I wanted to say observing. So we were observing our emotions with curiosity. We were trying to, you know, we weren't asking, why are we feeling these? Why is this happening? Like, why is this happening to me? We were just simply observing what does it feel like? To have this emotion present right now. And so, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, just sit with your emotions, it'll pass. But, you know, this is actually a great way to apply that. Um, One of the things that, like, I truly hated on a personal level is when people told me, um, you know, just sit with your emotions, like, don't fight them. But then they don't offer, like, a way to do that. So I think this practice is um, a really great way to kind of apply Um, that practice of just sitting with your emotion, uh, feeling it, um, identifying where you feel it physically in your body, what does that feel like, um, and kind of just applying that curiosity. So to kind of wrap up this kind of curiosity part of facing our emotions, I really want to um, remind you guys that we have a lot of different resources on our Instagram to kind of help with this aspect of being being human. Um, So on our instagram we have a resources highlight um and essentially there you know we have resources that we think are really great um we use them all the time one of those resources is headspace we use that all the time um and so you can find more information about that uh in our uh in our highlight or you can go to um at headspace or go to headspace.com to learn more um the other resources that i wanted to highlight is BetterHelp um BetterHelp is a an online therapy resource and it helps you access uh, affordable mental health care um and also that gives you the best uh, mental health service providers um so you can give uh give them a look as well so um i feel like resources wise um there's a lot of things that you know like i personally like to do to engage my emotions because I think a lot of a lot of people, and especially, you know, when you're a child, you kind of learn naturally to just push your emotions away. It's not a good thing to learn. Um, and so we kind of need to like practice facing our emotions to unlearn that habit. Uh, so one of the ways that I truly like to do that is by journaling. Um, now, a lot of people think that journaling is like writing 50 pages about your day. But literally, I write like, eh, I don't know, 10, maybe 11 sentences. Um, And so I kind of want to give you, you know, a couple prompts for you to write about. Um, I think this might be, you know, helpful for some people. I know like physically just writing up their thoughts might be helpful. You can also do like a voice journal where you just talk this out loud. Um, So the first prompt here is what are you currently feeling right now? We're not You know, this question isn't asking, you know, what were you feeling? What are you feeling in the present moment of you writing or speaking about this? And the second one is, what do you need in this current moment? This question is a little bit more self-care focused, you know, just asking, what do you currently need? You know, maybe it could be you need a nap, you need food, maybe you need to hydrate, Maybe you need to step away from the computer or maybe take a screen break. Maybe you need to get up and stretch or go outside, go for a walk. What do you need in this moment? The next one is what do you need for today to be great? So this is a little bit more of a bigger picture question. What do you need to do today? to have to have everything in order, um, so you're just writing like a couple big things that you need to accomplish. We're not writing like a 20-page to-do list. These are just the really important things that we need to knock out today um, to kind of just keep on moving. So I think that these are you know like really great questions to um, really think about. You know like what you need yourself and. Um, you know, I think these, these are like, these are realistic questions that I use. Um, you know, a lot of the questions, like a lot of like the journaling prompts are like, what is your favorite dream? Like, honestly, nobody cares. Like a lot of the prompts that, you know, you have for journaling are not realistic or helpful, um, in my opinion. So I just like to kind of stick to those three. Um, If you are kind of looking for prompts that you can do at night, um, depending on if you like to, like, journal in the morning or at night, whatever you like to do, I have two for you. The first one is that what are three things that happened uh, today? So, you know, they don't have to be great things. They don't have to be bad things. What are three things that happened today? Now, it's your choice. If you want to write about those, you can just state them. Um, That one's totally up to you. The next question is, what are three great things that happened today that you are grateful for? So this is more of a gratitude question. And again, it's your choice if you want to just state them or actually write a a little bit more in depth about them. So these are two great questions that I like to use. you know, one of my friends also shared with me another question. So I I do want to share this question too. Um, what would have made today better? So this is kind of more like a reflection question. Um, it's also kind of cool. Sometimes I do this question if I'm feeling it. Um, it really honestly depends for you. Uh, and I also think that, by you know, by the way, like now that I just brought this up, um, a lot of people think self-care is, you know, like something that you do to like check off a box or like, I went to the spa, I got a mani-pedi. But sometimes self-care is just literally, you know what, fuck this, I need to take a quick break. It it honestly, like, you don't have to go to the spa or go on like expensive vacations to practice self-care. Self-care is present in the moment what do you need it's not oh what would like what would i do for my future self it's what do you need right now in this moment and so i guess i can actually now that i think about it i can give a couple examples of some great my uh self-care practices um you know we just talked about journaling and meditating um i also think spending some time in nature can be very beneficial um getting in some gentle movement uh or movement in general that you enjoy um Making sure that you're adequately hydrated throughout the day, those are some very important ones um, that kind of just come to the top of my head. Okay, so let's go ahead and move into the uh, kindness aspect of facing our emotions. So, you know, a lot of people, you probably heard this too, but a lot of people um, say that you need to be kind to yourself. But what does this mean when we are talking about emotions? Um, So in a moment, we're going to do another activity to kind of apply this, but I do want to talk a little bit more about it so it makes sense. So when we are um, being kind to our emotions and our feelings, um, a part of that is not pushing them away, but really being kind to your emotions is just making sure that you are kind of visually and also actively practicing kindness for yourself and again I know that sounds like I guess that's kind of like sounds like the same thing that I just like said that I hate when people do so let's kind of like dig into a little bit more of that um, and so let's do the activity so I want you to again <laughs> sorry for asking you again take a moment to close your eyes take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth one more time in through your nose And out through your mouth. So I want you to take a moment and to just identify an emotion that you're feeling right now. You could be feeling calm, angry, relaxed. What are you feeling right now? You could also be feeling a mix of emotions that happens way more often than people think. And I want you to just take a moment to identify where in the body you're feeling that emotion. We're going to be practicing that uh, the, the kind of the curiosity element here, but you'll see where kindness comes in in a moment. Just identifying where you feel it physically in your body. Maybe you feel it in your back, maybe your back is sore, maybe it's stiff, maybe your neck hurts. Again, you could have like a headache of some sorts. Where do you feel that in the body? And now I want you to imagine a time where you were in bright, warm light. Maybe you were um, at the beach and you felt the sun on your skin. Maybe you were in the backyard. Wherever you were feeling that bright sunlight, I want you to just take a moment and remember that feeling. Now, I want you to imagine that there is a bright beam of sunlight that is just gently shining onto your body. And slowly... From your feet all the way up to your head, it, feel, it fills your body with those same qualities of warmth, ease, and compassion. Starting from your feet, working up your legs into your knees, easing the pain as it comes up. continuing up the thighs into the lower back. And it's as if as the sunlight meets those areas where it feels stiff or whatever emotion that you were feeling, it just simply allows it to be there and slowly comforts that feeling. All the way up your chest, into your shoulders, into your neck, just filling up your entire body. And now I want you to, keeping those feelings of that same quality of ease and peace, you can just stop imagining the sunlight. And then I want you to remember this feeling of peace and ease. And I want you to carry that feeling every time you're feeling that strong emotion. And now we're just gonna take a moment to bring our attention back into our environment Noticing any sounds that are around you. Any feelings that arise. Maybe the seat that you're sitting in. Or your feet being planted on the floor. And then when you're ready, you can slowly open your eyes. So we kind of did... Well, essentially, you know, we were doing kind of a combination of the other two activities. We were bringing awareness and curiosity to that place, but we were also approaching it with kindness. Um, And so we used that sunlight. um, Essentially, it was kind of like the visualization method of bringing calmness, uh, peace, and compassion to that area. Because oftentimes when we are feeling, you know, those, that anger, you know, sometimes our hands hurt, maybe our back is stiff, our knees hurt, our feet are tight, you know, and often when we have these emotions, we're like, oh, like, like, stop doing that. Like, you know, we're kind of rude to that area. And, you know, it's not alive, but when we are approaching those emotions like that, we're actually pushing them away again without even knowing it. And so when that feeling arises again, we respond to it even more negatively. And that feeling comes back even worse. And we do the same thing. And eventually that pattern continues, just like the swing set analogy, where it gets worse. And so taking a moment and bringing that light metaphor, like, you know, visually into that area can really help to calm your mind and also that feeling. You know, that feeling still may be present, but at least you're not pushing it away. You're recognizing that feeling. You're sitting with it. I think a lot of people really try when any, you know, bad feelings come up, you know, it's, you know, we're kind of told in our society that it's like, you can't feel sad. You can't feel angry. You just, you have to be happy all the time. But we all know that that's not how emotions work. They're always changing. The only constant about emotions is that they are always and will forever be changing. And so I think it's important to really stop for a moment and just approach them with some compassion and kindness and not pushing them away. We're not talking, you know, shit about them. We're not, you know, saying go fuck yourself, anything like that. We're just really bringing some compassion and mindfulness into everything that we are feeling mentally and physically. And so those are the two, you know, kind of ways, those are the two different parts of facing our emotions um, that I have found. And, you know, they can be really helpful. And so I really, truly want you to take time to practice those um, those methods of, you know, bringing curiosity and then kindness into our emotions. Um, you know, again, like, you know, I keep saying this, but we are taught all the time to just ignore our emotions. And then it can become a really big problem. So now um, I'm going to go ahead and answer some questions. So a couple of days before I recorded this episode, um, I asked on our Instagram, uh, what are some questions that you have for me about emotions? And so let's go ahead and answer some of these questions. So this first question reads, how do you deal with anger when you are in the middle of a difficult situation. So, man, this is a great question. So I think oftentimes, you know, again, we try and push that emotion away because it, you know, like it, it's it's kind of distracting. But you know, when we actually like force it away and ignore it, it becomes more distracting. Um And that's kind of like, it's super cool to think about that. You know, when we try and like ignore it, it actually gets worse. And then we focus even more attention on it. So I think, you know, maybe, you know, when I'm like in a very difficult situation, maybe, you know, like I'm talking to someone, or, you know, like, I can't actually step away. um, I actually just like to take a moment to practice um, what the body scan. And like, there have been many times in class, pers- in person, and online, where I have just ignored exactly what the teacher is saying, right? Like, I stopped in the middle of a lecture and just did that body scan because I know that w- even if I push, try and push that like anger or frustration away, um, I'm not going to be paying attention to whatever is happening. I'm not going to be able to approach that situation uh, with my complete focus because I'm already hyper focused on. that that anger or frustration that I'm feeling. So I've lost my attention on the situation. And so there's like no point in even trying to engage with the situation because you're not going to be able to. You're still going to be angry. You're still going to be frustrated. And even if you do, there's probably a good chance that you'll either blow up because that emotion swings back and kind of hits you in the face or it just gets even worse and it just you continue to push it away comes back and that swing effect continues to happen so i think the best way um, and this is going to be a little bit different for everyone but for me i really like to practice the body scan method honestly if you like if you're like frustrated in a situation maybe you're arguing with somebody maybe you're in class the best way to like the best way to just start um, start with that is saying, is telling the person, like, you know, if you were in class saying, I need to use the restroom or I need to take a quick breather and step outside. Um, if you're in college, you can just step outside of the class for a moment. Um, I know that there's students on here who are like, why would you do that? Like you're missing the lecture, but you already know you're not going to be paying attention if you are angry and frustrated. So take a minute or two to step out. You're going to be missing a minute or two um, of information, but it's worse not even absorbing and understanding the entire lecture because you were denying your anger. You were pushing that away. Um, And so I think that's really helpful. Uh, This next question reads, what do you do when you are under a time sensitive situation and you are feeling the stress? So I think the best, like, you know, I'm kind of thinking right now of um, like when I was preparing for my uh, AP test, um, like te- like 10 minutes before, um, I think, you know, in time pressure situations, I really think it's great to prioritize because given, well, it depends on the situation that you're in, but if you are under like serious time stress, I think it's really great to prioritize your test. What is the most urgent thing that you need to do? Um, if you're taking a test or you know like you're preparing for you know something that's like graded um, for school or for work, um, you kind of honestly want to maximize your points or your scoring. Um, and if you're at work, this is still something you could practice too. Like what is the thing that you need to accomplish to kind of either like save face at work um, or maximize your points on the test or the exam. So you know, for me, uh, you know a lot of people think that you know for the AP tests, Um, A lot of people like only focus on the multiple choice questions and then they bomb the writing portion, Um, even though the writing portion weighs more on some AP exams. Um, So I actually brought my attention um, more to the writing portion. Um, You know, I didn't feel confident in the multiple choice at all. But the writing portion is something that i you know i you know i was also did it, i didn't feel confident about but i knew i was going to maximize points there so in that last like 30 minutes right before i started taking the exam i just went over the rubric in my head um you know i started writing it down on a piece of paper um just so i can process like what i'm going to do and then prepare i ended up passing that exam by the way i'm not going to say which one but i did um And that's simply because I prioritized which one was more important to be successful. And so like if you were working on like a personal task or working at a job, um, chances are that like project that you're working on has some tasks and you want to prioritize though. Um, if you're like stuck in that like once of a fucking blue moon situation where almost all the tasks are kind of like most important, um, you kind of want to figure out which one you can do quickly, um, like more quicker than others. I think a lot of people like they try and tackle the biggest problem first, but you might as well just knock out the easy ones first. Um, and again, like if you're like working on like a school project or a work project and like all the to do items are like pretty much the same as in like how hard and difficult they are. Try and knock out the ones that will take less time um, because the more you can get done quickly, again, you're trying to maximize your points. You're trying to, like, maximize how much you can actually get done. Um, And it's better to have way more of the easier ones done versus just one of that hard one, um, that one of those hard tasks. And so I think, like, trying to practice that um, is a great way to kind of, like, logistically strategize for that. This next question is a really big one. And it says, how do we focus on the present? Um, This is a very big question. Um, but I really think... So a lot of people think in like mindfulness and meditation that the only time you can focus on the present is simply when you're taking that time to meditate. But being mindful is not only about meditation. Meditation is where you're taking that scheduled time to practice how to be mindful. But really, mindfulness kind of shows up 90% um, in the times when you're not meditating. I think being present, like a lot of people think that being present is like always doing a body scan or something like that. But really being present is just putting your attention on the item or the task that you're doing. So if you are cleaning the house, focus on one task. Start by folding the laundry and focus all your attention on folding the laundry. Um you don't have to, you know, mindfulness and also doesn't mean you have to go super slow and like fold one by one and like being mindful completely. You can go at your regular pace, but just being mindful about, you know, if you know for some people they just like to, you know, like focus on how the clothes feel. Or maybe they just like to just be like present in the moment. How are they feeling while they're, while they're doing it? Um, you know, some people also like to just talk to themselves out loud while they're folding. That's another one. But, you know, not trying to like do multiple things at once or like talk to people while you're folding laundry. Um, that's how you forget shit to fold. So just fold that laundry. And I know it sounds super simple in, in on paper, but when you practice it, some thoughts will come up. Maybe you're, some emotions will come up. Like I hate folding laundry personally. So usually kind of get some like frustration coming up. And let's practice that curiosity technique again. You know, just sitting there while you're folding, just observing that thought. We're not engaging it. We're not pushing it away. We're just observing it. Where do we feel it in our body? Um, and also you can also be mindful about how it's impacting um, what you're doing those are great ways of how to be present, uh, in the moment. So, um, I also wanted uh, this next question asked: um, how do you, how do you work, how do you work on dealing with your emotions during a pandemic when you can't talk to people? So, um, we kind of, you know, because of the pandemic, we were essentially kind of hit with this wall that we had to like put around ourselves. A lot of people think that, you know, if you can't like talk to people in person, then what's the point of talking to people over the phone? But really talking, you know, I'm not going to say that, you know, talking to people in person is not as good as talking to people over the phone or FaceTime or over Zoom. But I think spending time with people, maybe your family or anyone that like, you're in your bubble with, um, or just talking to people over the phone or just texting that family member that you haven't talked to in a while, or maybe your friend. Honestly, that simple act can bring so much connection. And it's a great reminder that you're not alone. And I also think that opening up to someone that you trust about like, hey, I'm feeling this. And you know, oftentimes they'll say, oh shit, me too. And I think being truly honest about how you're feeling. Um, Maybe like you're nervous about going back to school. Maybe you are feeling angry because you have to go back to school or maybe you have to go back to work. Um, Just talking about those things can not only be a great bonding conversation, but also just a way to continue that human connection. And I also think there's something to say about spending time in nature and animals. Um, You know, a lot of people think that, you know, trying to... Feel connected is just people, but naturally we have an instinctual connection to spend time in nature and to spend time with animals. And so, some people like love to go on hikes in the wilderness. Other people just like to sit in their backyard and just let the sun hit them. Wherever you are on that spectrum, take that time to continue those connections. Um, and also, just be honest with yourself. Again, we're not trying to push those emotions away. We're just we're just trying to recognize them and observe them. Um, you know remember folks identifying the emotion is only just one step um so i was talking i was also talking to a um a therapist the other day um you know and they were telling me that you know the adult human can only identify like three emotions um like anger sadness and joy or happiness and i was like oh damn um, so, this is actually one of the reasons why I was also doing this episode because it's really important to like know your emotions, people. And also, not everybody experiences joy or happiness or anger the same way. It's all different. Emotions are very individual for everybody. Um, and I also think that is important. Um, this next question goes um, This next question reads, What are some of the common challenges um, that you face? in being mindful during meditation. So when, when I'm meditating, one of the biggest things for me is honestly just uh, staying still, because when you are, when you are like meditating, it's, it's good to stay still. Um, But often, like oftentimes for me, like I need to move, like I'm like, as I'm talking to you guys right now, I am shaking my hands. So one of the things that I like to do to kind of fix this situation is to really bring my attention back into my body. That feeling of like me needing to move, me feeling like that energy to, to move and get up and run around, that I'm not pushing that away. I'm just recognizing that feeling and then bringing back my attention to my body or my breath. The other thing that like I, I like to do is um, like if I'm feeling that uh, that energy, um, I also recognize and kind of feel um, where in the body it is. Um, you know, for a lot of times for me it's in my hands. So I like to place a little bit of extra emphasis on feeling that emotion in my hands. What does it feel like? Where specifically? Is it over the entire hand? Is it in the fingers? Which hand has more or is it the same? These are great questions to, um, observe and approach them with curiosity without pushing them away. And I'm sorry, I hope that, also, I hope that answers the question. Um, this next question talks about screen time. How do we work around um the increased amount of time we're on the on our computers due to the pandemic? So, um at a certain point like uh screen time is inevitable. Um a lot of schools now are kind of switching to like okay, bring your own computer or like bring like a laptop or, you know, a lot of the worksheets and stuff might be online. Um So that's kind of inevitable, but I think, um, you know, trying to just really trying to do stuff on paper as much as possible, taking notes on paper, um, making sure like you're not like at lunch, making sure you're like, you're not on your phone or if you're like listening to music or something, try and make sure that you are not uh, like staring at your phone. Um, And also making sure that like during class, if you're like, if you're, if you're, this is something that I also do too. If you are um, not uh if you're not taking um like if you're not working on the computer tilt your screen halfway so that light is like not staring in your face it's also a great way to like bring bring your attention back to the things that are happening beyond your computer and also like, like putting your computer away um and i also think that like taking Honestly, taking a couple moments to, like, look down or, like, look at the table and not the computer and just, uh, like, take a couple big deep breaths. I do that a, a couple times in every class that I'm in. Um, it's a great way to, like, refocus yourself, recenter yourself, and then you can continue working or listening to the instructor, um, whatever you're doing. This next question reads, how do you manage deadlines without pulling all-nighters? Um, all-nighters are tricky because like, you know, the, the common belief is that like, if you pull all nighters, then you're going to get much more work done for some people. That's true for me. It's not, it was never, um, I could never pull all nighters. Um, but a lot of people don't realize that, you know, like, yeah, you survived the all nighter, but what happens in the days and weeks to come, you are sleep deprived. Your thinking and mental cognition is super off. Um, a lot of people, you know, are at a very increased risk of crashing um, because of that sleep deprivation. Uh, a lot of people have to r- rely on caffeine um, later in the night and or even early in the morning just to like get up and start moving, um, and that can throw off your circadian rhythm. Um, also, staying up too late can throw off your circadian rhythm, um, especially if you're using a, a device um, that has blue light emitting from it. That can actually harm your melatonin production and slow down. Um, slow down your, when you're going to be able to fall asleep, and also just really fuck up your circadian rhythm. Um, so how do I manage deadlines? Um, well, number one, I like to plan ahead. Um, I bring a planner kind of essentially everywhere, um, to school, home, wherever. Um, and I kind of like, I, I like to kind of plan out my day. Um, I like to set times of when I'm not doing shit, um, and I'm just going to listen to music and chill, or when I'm going to play um video games or like when i'm gonna go outside and just sit on the ground um because i really like to block those out because that is for me that's the time for me i'm not talking to anybody during that time i'm not doing fucking homework i'm not working on anything um and really that's time for you to rest and recharge um So as to managing deadlines, a lot of people kind of wait till the last minute. Um, And so I like to tackle things as they come up. You know, for example, if I'm in class and, you know, the teacher tells me, okay, this essay is due in four days. So let's say, you know, like I'm on, it's Tuesday, it's due on Friday. So I like to say, okay, well, what's a day or two or three that I need to work on this? Let's say, okay, I need to work on this uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Okay, Um, now I need to find a time. Um, what's a time where, you know, like I won't be stepping into, uh, that time where like I'm blocking off time for myself. Um, and I schedule that time in my planner and then I I just do it. Um, I, I think it's also important to recognize that sometimes like shit goes wrong. Um, and so sometimes you will have to reschedule that. Um, and you might have to eat a little bit into your time, uh, for rest, but remembering to block out that time that you missed into, rest of the day or another day. um, So you have time to reset. Uh, So this was really fun. Like, I really like this episode. Um, I think we need to talk more about dealing with emotions, especially now. Um, It's kind of, it's always been kind of atrocious to me to see that, you know, a lot of schools and uh, parents and teachers actually don't talk to their kids about facing emotions. And it kind of sucks. Um, You know, this, you know, me being, you know, I uh, went to and currently going to school in the public education system. And it's not common for, you know, like you to, it's not like taught, like, oh, this is how you deal with your emotions. Um, It's something that like, you're kind of like, just thrown into the world and figure it out, figure it out for yourself. Um, So I think I really hope that this kind of gives you a great, um, just like a sense of, uh, like, where to start. Um, And it's honestly just a great, it's great to open up the conversation about this. Um, And so it was really fun answering some of your questions. Um, Please feel free to ask any questions that you want uh, through our email. It's inwill, I-N-W-I-L-L, podcast at gmail.com. Or you can text us, um, or well, sorry, DM us uh, through our socials. Um, Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode, and I will see you next time. This episode was super fun to record. Um, I also kind of like want to mention that I record these outros at the end, um, like way like a day or two later after we record like the main audio for the episode. Um, so like I've had time to think about this episode and I I really had fun doing this. Um, we put a lot of thinking and research into this episode. Um, you know, we were talking to therapists we were talking to students and friends, um, kind of like just learning as much as we could about, um, how other people experience emotions so we can kind of like break it down and like start this conversation here. Um, please uh you know like honestly please follow us on instagram we are constantly posting different stuff about mental health information um you know our social media manager is amazing she does so much good work uh and so it is super fun to see um kind of all the content that we put on our instagram um if you're wondering what it is it's in i n w i l l dot pod pod Um, We also have a Facebook and Twitter. um, And we also, you can also learn more about us and, you know, how to contact us, give us feedback or episode ideas. Um, You can go to our website that is in our link tree in our Instagram. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode and I will see you next time. Hey y'all, it's Chris. I also wanted to kind of shout out to us uh, that we are officially on our 10th episode. We are halfway through season one. Um, I'm super excited. We have so much more great content uh, coming up um, for you guys. And we are going to finish off this season super strong. We are so excited. and I also wanted to let you guys know that if you have any ideas um, or any like suggestions for season two, we're in the, we're kind of in the planning stage for that. Um, please go on to, uh, you know, our Instagram, give, give us a DM, or you can click on our link tree in our bio and head over to our website to fill out our feedback for a uh, form. Um, there's so like so many different ways you can give us feedback. You can also email us that's on our Instagram. Um, so many different ways to kind of share your thoughts. Um, thank you for following us along for 10 episodes. Uh, we are super excited. Um, and honestly, we just can't wait to continue talking to you guys. Uh, so we will see you next time.